Hi guys, welcome or welcome back to the Dedicate podcast. I'm your host Kate Ivey and this is our second to last episode already of season three. Today I'm talking to the lovely Sophie Hurley. Sophie is the owner, founder and operator of Honest Wolf, as well as a mother, wife and so on. She wears lots of hats, don't we all? Honest Wolf was launched in 2020 and has grown massively during that time. Sophie, along with her husband Sam, used a wool growing on their farm, Papanui Estate, in the North Island of New Zealand to create beautiful and sustainable fashion accessories and luggage. Be sure to check them out, if you haven't already, at honestwolf.co.nz and yes, they ship to Australia and worldwide. Today, Sophie shares with us all about how the business started, how it all works and the challenges she's faced along the way. I felt really inspired by Sophie and loved hearing her story, so I hope you do too. How's everything going? Good, beautiful day up here. Cool, let's get started, eh? So I'm so keen to hear more about your amazing business. So tell me, how did it how did it start? Well, yeah, mixture of mixture of ways. So back in 2018, um, Sam and I were actually on our honeymoon um, yeah. at the time, and we were talking about, um, oh, as, as we had done, um, had talked about various ways of bringing. Um, get my career onto the farm, I guess, somehow, because yeah. um, I had been previously commuting in quite a wee way into work each day. Okay, and so what was your career? Um, I was I had been doing marketing and sales in various jobs, living in Auckland and, yeah. uh, after uni, and then, yeah. and then when we, oh, we travelled um, around Europe and Africa for a year, and then came back to the farm and was working in a, um, in a job in fielding. Um, and so how far is that? Because for those that don't know, how far is your farm? So, well, I was working, um, commuting an hour and a quarter to get into work. So um, one way. So it was about, um, yeah, two and a half hours each yeah. day to drive around day. work. Okay. Yeah. But our closest town, um, or township, is uh, Hunterville, which is yep. about 40 minutes from here. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So you were, you found yourself doing this crazy commute and you're on your honeymoon brainstorming things you can do so you don't have to do this damn travel every day yeah yeah Sam and I had always been coming up with crazy ideas over the years that we'd been living there already and then um and then in 2018 when um things sort of aligned with um after us getting married and and it was at the same time plastic bags there's a big plane flying oh cool yeah is it a fur plane or what's it doing it's like a fighter jet. Oh, shivers, cool. We, we often get them because the um, Waru is not very far away. Oh, but, um, true, cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, so, yeah, plastic, plastic bags were getting phased out of the country um, yeah. Yeah. that year. And so we saw an opportunity for to use our wool as a replacement in making a reusable shopping bag with the qualities of um, wool. We saw it. Cool opportunity. So yeah, from what a there, great idea. We, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, from there it's um, all kicked off. Yeah, awesome. So uh, yeah, I'd quite like to kind of explore that stuff around, you know, the challenges for women like us who we've, we're born on farms and we want to have our own careers 
And we're not sure if we're going to marry farmers, you know, we just see where life <laughs> takes us. And then we end up marrying farmers and you end up back on the farm where it isn't so easy to have that career that you initially thought you were going to have. So you do have to often think outside the box. Was having your own own career and sort of, would you describe it? I mean, because I do, do you as well as like kind of your own self-identity? Was that really mm-hmm. important to you? Yeah, definitely. And something that I watched growing up with um, my parents as well, mum always had her side hustles. Um, and then so, yeah, growing up on a farm and, and was always rural but, and went to uni in Dunedin and didn't, who who knew who you were going to marry? Didn't, yeah, exactly. So didn't really plan, plan for that um, in terms of what you were studying or anything. You just sort of went with what your passions were mm-hmm. at the time. And so, yeah, studied marketing, um, BCom marketing degree. And, um, and then, yeah, when I moved back to the farm with Sam, it was always um, – important for me that I wanted to continue with yeah your own personal identity I guess Mm. and and the skills that you'd learned along the way and various um studies and and jobs I didn't want that to just finish just because of my location yeah um which is I think a a big um struggle for a a lot of women that have ended up on farms they've got um all this passion of things their career is sort of you're only hitting an age where you're only sort of kicking off and then you and you sometimes meet a man and you're taken Mm -hmm. to a a different direction and and I um yeah always wanted to try and as you have uh, try and make something from yourself no matter where your location is and and it was just about finding what that is yeah that's (laughs) Um, so cool you didn't have to live in a car three hours a day (laughs) exactly cool so you said it was just a matter of finding out what it was. Did you have other ideas that you sort of tossed around and thought, no, you know, what other options were there before Honest Wolf? Yeah, came there was yeah, various ideas. Sam is one for having a different idea every night. So trying to keep up with that was pretty, yeah, it was hilarious. But um, yeah. other things we got quite into um, deep into were looking into tourism options of the farm. So. Mm-hmm. We might live um, where we do, and and but how about let's bring people to us, and so yeah. um, and share share the beautiful country that we're on um, with others, and so we looked into um, yeah putting in our own tourism accommodation up here, um, and that's still something that we would love to potentially do one day, but um, it just wasn't what wasn't the right time um, for yeah, the options that we were looking into. Yeah, yeah, and probably lucky too. Wouldn't have been great timing with um, with with no. COVID and stuff. Um, no. Cool. And so I'm really interested in the process too, from when you said, "Okay, awesome, plastic bags are being phased out. Wool can be an awesome opportunity." So then, what's the next step from there? Yeah, that's when it was all about who knows where to start. When yeah. We had no idea. Never started our own business, or never even who did you know who to talk to um, to help. So we just started with the actual product, and we were like, okay, well, who can help us with our wool? Our first conversation was with our wool buyer, um, and he led us. Um, yeah, he got us in touch with. Oh, there was a lot of people in between, um, <laughs> and a lot of conversations between. But, but yeah, he he led us into talking to with someone that had had yeah, manufacturing opportunities for wool felt, um, which is what we use for our bags in, in, in New Zealand. And and we started conversations trying to get our products made here in New Zealand and we were turned down at every 
step of the way no one would even make a sample for us no one would take you seriously um, wow. and to to and the quality of what we were had envisioned in our minds was not going to be what we could do here in New Zealand either because yeah. the, the felting options were made for different types of products so yeah. Um, yeah, didn't know really know where to start, so um, and didn't know who to ask the questions. So we just it took a long time to figure out who who could help us. And I think that's um, so inspiring and such a good message for people with things is you just get started. So it's yeah. as simple as one conversation first of all to your wool buyer, and then it's yeah. another conversation to someone else. And before you know it, here you are four years down the line with an amazing business with a whole lot of different products. And we can bring that into business, life, fitness, anything. Just have to take that first step. And yes, they're just yeah. little steps, aren't they? And they just all add up. And before you know it, you know, you've achieved or are on the road to achieving what you set out to. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many barriers to each conversation and, each, and yeah. there's always there's always another issue. And and I previously was a bit scared of of those and, and yeah. not knowing answers to questions that people might ask us along mm-hmm. the way. And and I think that's what was quite helpful was working with Sam is that he just he just kept driving awesome. um, behind the scenes as well. And and so yeah, having the two of us there and, and being accountable to the idea as well once we Yeah. Being set on set. it. So if someone sent me down a dead end road or someone came back and they sort of seemed quite negative about your idea, you need mm-hmm. that to not put you off you need to be set on this is what I'm going to achieve and we're going to find a way there's going to be roadblocks there's going to be brick walls but we're smashing through it yes definitely yeah and and that's probably everyone that started their own business there'd be roadblock after roadblock yeah Um, and um yeah each one you know no one has usually ever done it before and so there's no answers of how to how to get around it oh that's so inspiring and so how long did it take to get from honeymoon to yep we're going to do this bag to actually having a bag that was for sale so it took two years oh so, wow yeah um when I was working at the same time so I was working I was still commuting in and out of work and and then getting home at, at night time and in focusing on what is now Honest Wolf um there was no name of the brand then but yeah. um and so yeah it took two years um a lot of the process was slowed down because of the yeah just trying to get the product as as to the quality that we had imagined and finding the right people to do that and so um we had to go internationally to do that and so we um sent our wool to india Mm -hmm. um and to get samples made and and then returned back to new zealand is obviously india's a wee way away and so the process is quite slow so yeah um yeah things were delayed but from from the idea to launching um was was two years but it was we were initially hoping to launch in March 2020 but obviously everyone knows what March 2020 bought um, <laughs> yeah and so it was in June a couple of months later when we gosh um, so it's, has it really only been that long yeah coming up, coming like up longer. Two years since I feel like <laughs> I mean you've done such a great job with with your marketing and your presence I feel like it's been around longer than that um, which is a which is a, a positive, um, and so you started off with just the bag. Uh, so we uh, the idea initially was with the casual what we call the casual shopper now with yeah. the reusable shopping bag, but we 
once we were happy with the quality of the felt, then we designed the product. And once we designed the product, you know, that first product, we then realized that we could build out a range. So that's when we decided to tap into the luggage and accessories market because there'd be no, I guess, options out there for consumers to buy a sustainable product within that market using wool. So we, yeah, tapped into adding uh, we, yeah, we added on like a weekender bag, uh, tote bags, wallets, caps. Um, so cool. And yeah, so we launched with six products in a couple of different colors. Great. Yeah. Because I have one of your original casual shoppers because my sister-in-law got it for me for Christmas and she lives in Hunterville, well, near, near uh, Hunterville, yeah. near <laughs> yeah. you. And I think, did she potentially get it before you launched? Because I'm sure I got it for Christmas. I remember when she did that order. She yeah. um, she bought them for a few of your family. I was very yeah. Excited. I yeah. think that was no, that was at the end of twenty twenty. End of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? So, we wanted a kind of um, a, a name that would connect with like an urban consumer as well as a rural consumer. Just um, and using the words honest was showcasing trying to showcase how we farm so using Mm -hmm. honest materials and how those materials are farmed so being truthful about you know how our how our sheep are the animal health needs are met for example um and where everything comes from in our materials and then the wolf side of things was um to try and be a leader among the pack of and and hoping that others will use wool in another way so just hoping um you know, we encourage other people that have also got cool wool ideas or, um, yeah, things. It's such a good name. That is so cool to hear. And did you come up with that yourself with all your marketing experience and stuff? Or did you have someone come on board to help you come up with a name or just throw some around? Yeah, no, Sam and I, um, we, we tried to, to find a name that would suit, um, but we ended up um, heading out to a marketing company yeah. to, to help us with that and, um that was the only money we actually outsourced um, was actually help us with our name, everything yeah. else. We, you know, start up and so there's no marketing costs in our, in our first year or two. So, um, but yeah, we did get help awesome. with our name. Awesome. Yeah. So you didn't do any um, paid ads or anything on social media to start with? It was all just straight? No, we've actually only just recently in the last couple of months started to do paid advertising oh, through wow. social media. Also, just a learning curve. I mean, it's a whole other science. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly is, is. is social media advertising, and and it was just about hitting things at the right time. Um, we were lucky to have the support of the business that we had that we couldn't um, keep up with the sales at that stage anyway, and we didn't want to grow the business without being able to meet demand. So yeah. it, it happened at the right time too. So it sounds like um, it's such a team effort. So how what roles do you continue to play in the business and what does Sam do because he's he's obviously does most of the farming or do you get mm-hmm. out on the farm a bit as well how do you juggle everything uh no he's yeah he's farming um every day his day to day and, and he fits in honest wolf around that um so on his lunch times when he pops home um or at night time or on our weekends um he, he works around it but um and I I'm not that helpful on the farm, if I'm honest. Um, I would, Same as I, I, yeah, get get down there and get involved. But I, um, 
that's only out of pure interest. Um, yeah, and sort so, of a, a token, oh, I'll help you, you help me type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For roles with Honest Wolf, he is, yeah, he's an absolute perfectionist, um, which is quite good um, between us both. Um, I just sort of get ideas and say, let's do them now, but he's um, yeah. a bit more structured. So that's been awesome. Um, and he's in charge of obviously all the wool quality side of things and, and, and making sure that we've got the right amount at the right time and and getting that ready to for us to then export um, to India to get made into our products. Well, and um, how long and does it take from when the wool goes to India to when you get your product back? A long time. So, Because yeah. you've so, got some of what, one of your products is sold out at the moment. That must be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to implement new systems this year um, yeah. so that, that um, we can keep ahead of that and sort of predict Trying um, to predict because you've got some background now, but predict what your growth yeah. might be and how many you might need. Yeah, yeah. And that's been um, all a learning curve because we've never done that before. So yeah. um, we do occasionally sell out of particular items um, for a period of time and and just and new products as well. Um, you never know how much mm. um, to order. So from when the wall leaves New Zealand... It takes about six weeks to get across there by sea and then to turn around and be back in New Zealand and being able to sell that product is about five to six months. Oh, wow. Amazing. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. It must be so exciting um, so when it comes. And how does it, something, pardon, so, sorry, how does it get to you? I know it might seem silly, but does it get delivered to the farm or do you have to go somewhere to pick it up? Do you have to go to a port to get it? How does it all arrive? So for the last nearly yeah year and a half, we've had we've had a spare room in the house that we were going to renovate and make it into a nice room to use as a living room. Um, but we quickly realised with our first shipment that arrived that we actually needed a place to store everything. Mm. So that room has not been touched yeah. and has instead has been a just a, a logistics room, I guess, a storage yeah. room. Um, but we, but we, we've found that we've ended up just having boxes all through the house, all through the hallway, um, and the balance of life was getting in the way. So we decided to outsource and get some help with the packing side of things. Um, and, and so now our product is sitting, um, it arrives into Auckland, mm-hmm. And it's, um, we've got a warehouse up there that we, when we've got a team that pack our orders for us up there. Awesome. Um, so we can focus on other things of the business and, and growing the business. Um, Great. And that's been quite hard to yeah. let go of that side of things. It is so um, hard, isn't it? And when you just yeah. want things done your way mm. and letting yeah. someone else be in charge of things and you've been tight on every little detail and then yeah. letting someone else do it is, yeah, it's tough. But it's the yeah, only way to grow, tough. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so um yeah, just trying to get that that back to where we want it to be and and, and learning along the way and, and might have to make a few more changes to that coming up this year. But yeah. Um, it's, there's always stuff, isn't there? It's always stuff yeah. to manage. Yeah. yeah. And so you've got one child and one on the way. Mm-hmm. How have you, you know, like it's quite a big thing that you've you've done it all at once. You've launch your business and had your children all at the same time has yeah, that been prob- a bit of a learning not the right way to do it um but it's worked out for us and and it's been what we 
you know always wanted to do was was be able to for me not to be in the car traveling mm. an hour and a half into you know hour and a quarter into work each way and, and instead being able to keep your career and live that around family life and yeah. so we've just sort of grown the business at a rate where that works for family life too and so awesome. don't want to have to um say you know for yeah obviously that doesn't always work because oh, totally. there's opportunities that you can't miss up um, yeah. but yeah, try to try to make sure that you're doing both as well as you can um and yeah it's just it's been a busy time we, we don't have because of where we live our daycare options are limited and yeah. so for the first which I'm sure you can understand as well um where you live um and yeah being a, a year uh I think let's say the first year and a half we didn't have um any take daycare while we're running the business and now Harry goes one day a week and I've luckily got a awesome girl Rosie who lives on the farm too and she now helps with Honest Wolf and um, a little bit of running around after Harry too so that's been awesome um and without her that would have been tough and it's also created a job opportunity for her for where we live as well so yeah how awesome so what would you say the biggest challenges have been so far um just various challenges um I know it's big questions and you have to think on the spot so don't get too stressed about your answer and you'll you'll (laughs) you'll probably go away and be like oh I should have said that I should have said that (laughs) it's fine (laughs) um a lot of challenges I guess because um yeah Sam and I had never never done this before um and so we were just working things out on the way and I think um there's so many things that we wish we hadn't done but we've learned from now but they've been they've been tough things to handle at the time yes <laughs> but they you um, learn so much from those challenges don't you like yes you wish... yeah and I guess there's so much you can only ask people for guidance on and some of it you have to live yourself to learn from yeah. um and so yeah there's been a few a few setbacks but yeah challenges are just um trying to manage the the growth of the business with with a growing family at the mm. same time with yeah like I said before with with trying to do both um yeah has been hard and there's and, only so many and, hours in the day and so much energy you can give isn't there do, and do you find the the scales get rocked sometimes so you might be feeling like you're going really well then all of a sudden things might be just get really intense with the business but you're so caught up in it that you don't realize then all of a sudden sudden something hits you one day and you're like whoa I need to balance this back out and then it can yeah. go the other way as well, where you've been spending lots of time with family and it feels really nice. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I've neglected. Actually, let's be fair, yeah. that that doesn't normally happen <laughs> that way around. <laughs> it's more the you're spending too much time in your business and then you have to sort of balance it out with. And it's not just time, it's your energy and where your, where your mind feels like it's at. Mm. So obviously when your business is really busy, you're spending time with your kids and you're, I mean, you're essential to them all day, every day, but there's something about the intensity of where your mind is sort of at. Do you know what I mean? And then you realize that you've definitely, and there's, um, there's so much that you could be doing at all times of the day, but Mm. prioritizing that into like categories of, um, I don't know, trying to, trying to separate work from family life as much as you can. It's not always going to work. Um, and, involving them as is, is good fun but there's, yeah. only, there's a line too you know yes yeah one to involve and, and them, when but, Harry was a bit yeah. younger with when we were packing orders here and that was the main 
you know, day-to-day job was just getting orders out. Um, That was, you know, he could be involved in that to a certain point and it was like an active part of the business um, that he, you know, he was just seeing action going on and that was Mm. cool. But now that that's been taken out of the house and it's, and it's a lot more about growth of the business. Um, Mm. A lot of the time is on the phone and on on the computer and it's not so much as easy for him to get involved. And Mm. and that's been something that I've been quite conscious of. Um, Yeah as he's reaching an age where he notices and, mm. and, and he even said to me the other day, mummy's working. And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> I know it's so hard, isn't it? And yeah. you just kind of, you kind of can't win. You just, so yeah. there's some things you just have to let go of. Um, yeah. As in, but, yeah, no, you know, as mums, we're hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I'm at home with them and, and yeah. it's this what is we how you can to, achieve so. that. So, um, but I do think we do learning. put a bit much pressure on ourselves, don't we? In terms of um, mm. for both, we expect ourselves yeah. to be, um, you know, it's that whole thing with women nowadays are expected to work like they don't have children and have children like they don't work. Yeah, I've seen that a lot lately. Yeah, that, um, men, whatever it is yeah, called, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, so true, it's true. So, what would you say your favourite part of the business is? Definitely not the financial admin side of things. <laughs> um, that's pieces I'm learning about. But um, but yeah, favorite part is is talking to our um, customers every day and and being on social media and and talking to them. Um, you know, we get as you would get lots of messages every day. People, um, you know, loving their products, and I just yeah. love getting feedback like that, saying that what you're doing is actually, and it just gives that feeling of what you're doing is actually worth it, and you're and you're mm-hmm. trying to share a cool wool story and um, yeah. getting wool out into the market and when you bump into people like you know I might bump into someone at the airport and you see them with a with one of your bags and and seeing yeah, that's pretty that's cool, so cool. Um, those those moments make it all pretty yeah that's so amazing um I've just realized in some way or another um we got cut cut off talking about we were, we were talking about Sam's roles and then I was going to ask you what is like a typical day in the life of Sophie I know that there's no typical day but you were you were talking about Sam being a perfectionist and yeah. him coming in and helping or doing stuff in his breaks but are you, you're the main driver behind it all with him as sort of a sounding board yes yeah yeah I'd be I'm doing the day-to-day things and and so I guess a, a day would be um yeah just sort of mum life um in the morning balancing um balancing everything that you need to do around the home and in the farm yeah. um would occasionally have yeah always emails coming in in the morning and try and try and get back to those um as much as you can around around a toddler and then yeah. it would sort of hit lunchtime and luckily harry still sleeps for a couple of hours and, oh, and i perfect. try to book in all my meetings or anything i need to do in that time um and at night time as well um this is, you know, just this is just sort of a day at home. Yeah. What would be like, and then yeah. and then Sam would often um, pop home for lunch and try and squeeze that time into to talk about um, anything that we need to get over the line. Um, and yeah, and then I guess um, in the evenings would be as a lot of mums would would be just trying to catch up on on all emails and, and everything that yeah. we need to do to continue to grow. So yeah, it's tough. Um, it's round the clock, eh? Yeah, yeah. And so you're how many weeks pregnant? Uh, 29. 29. Pregnant. So those yeah. first um, sort of 15 weeks would have been tiring trying to do the business. Were yes. you exhausted? 
Yeah, actually, um, yeah, when you say when you asked me before about a, a toughest moment, I actually probably run myself to the ground a little bit too much last year and um, I got pneumonia. Um, oh, wow. So, and I was also in my first trimester. So, oh, goodness. <laughs> It wasn't um, it wasn't a great time um, health wise. So we had a bit of a bit of a troubled start to the first trimester of pregnancy, but then feeling great now. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, hopefully it lasts. Yeah, yeah. And I know hopefully. I'm nervous about hitting that 30 week mark. Yeah, yeah. You just suddenly feel just so much bigger after 30 weeks, don't you? It's like I feel like I was having twins at like four weeks pregnant it's <laughs> so funny that day because you pop out so quickly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I found that as well yeah, yeah. down on <laughs> yeah. um and you were saying when we were um talking previously before this chat that you rode at high school and you sort of attribute a lot of that sort of work ethic and stuff to that so talk me through yeah that. yeah so yeah back in the day many years ago now it was um a big <laughs> big part of my life was rowing and and it sort of took over especially my last two years of high school because you um, rode for New Zealand age group yeah. so did you? yeah it's yeah. Form. yeah um which is years ago but yes I did no um, it's still like it's such a big part of our lives that yeah. I don't know high school does years yes it's years ago but I don't know it's, it stays with you doesn't it it does stay with you like even watching Marty Cup now that's on this week I'm like still diving into how Ring Ruru is yeah. going and, and walk, watching um, what he runs up to. But no, it's, it just it consumes you as a school and you make your best friends for life and, and had um, an awesome awesome part of my child well, school years was was rowing and the and the dedication that you uh, and the goals that you work towards and the and the motivation for everything you're sort of working towards that whole year or that whole season is um, is something that doesn't leave you, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And and um and rowing especially there's other sports that are the same but just my experience with rowing it's it's a huge mind game and to transfer that into something else um I think has been for me has been into honest wolf and to try and have similar ways of goal setting and and motivation to work towards those goals is um yeah I think it's something that stayed with me and, and transferring over to the business world yeah, that's so awesome because it's not easy starting up a business. And like we touched on earlier, there are always so many roadblocks. So you have to be really tenacious and self-assured, confident, mm. and have belief in what you're doing and the reasons you want to do it. Otherwise, it just, yes. just doesn't go, does it? So it's super inspiring yeah. to hear all that. So I've got... Um, and especially when, it's your, um, especially when it's your own business, you've got no one else making you accountable. Yeah. So... And I think also back in the in the sporting days, you only as you only train as hard as you personally can train. Mm. Your coach can tell you no matter what. Um, but and yes, you have got them being you've got them to be accountable for. But at the end of the day, it's up to you of how good you want to be. And yeah, and and the same thing transferring into the business world. I don't have um, anyone chasing me every day on things to do. It's just in your own head. So yeah. Um, You've got to have that motivation yourself and, and days it does lack um you know when tough days um but you've, you've just got to get over those milestones and realize that not every day is a good day yeah and as there's some sort of saying along the lines of you know tough days build strong people or something like that something like that <laughs> something <laughs> yeah. on those lines <laughs> yeah 
So I've got some questions for you. Um, what would you say is the hardest part of having your own business? I think having all these, well, it's been made a lot easier with recent decisions we've, we've um, brought on board, but I think having the guidance um, of no one that's sort of done it before and trying to tackle this business that you want it to be without anyone really being able to say, well, this is how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no blueprint whatsoever. You just have to learn as you go. And Yeah. 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 And so those challenges that come up are, um, when you realize that you could have avoided them, that's always quite hard. Mm-hmm. I've just been hacked on Instagram. Oh, I saw your email. Oh, oh my God. And How I, oh my God, I feel like an idiot. I feel like an absolute idiot. I got a message from someone saying um, that they have to verify it. Is when I say it out loud, it's like so obvious that it wasn't real. They have to verify yeah. their account and they can get a friend to help. And I wrote back saying, this looks like spam. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And they wrote back. So they'd already hacked this person's account. So I thought it was them and said, no, it's not spam. Can you please do this? And I was like really dubious um, getting the kids ready for school. So I'll say in a minute, the big lesson there, um, getting the kids ready for school. So my brain was a bit elsewhere. I Googled getting friends to verify your Instagram because it said she had a new phone. It sounds stupid. I know. Of course you wouldn't get a friend to verify it but I googled it and something came up that Instagram was rolling it out which was obviously a fake blog so I was like I was like this doesn't seem right um but okay what's happening here and then they wrote and said um you'll get a text can you just send me a screenshot of it and I was just like oh yeah what how what how wrong can you get doing a screenshot like I wasn't going to click a link yeah and that's all it took and they've completely stolen it and they're completely stolen taking it over yeah, so they changed the username straight away. And so oh then I couldn't God. get into it and, yeah, did all the steps. Luckily, my cousin works for Facebook. She works for Meta. Yeah. So yeah. she's lodged a report, you know, I lodged a thing, and she's going to hear back in 24 hours. So if I didn't have her, though, I do not know how I'd get it back. And I'm still hoping, like, buggery that I'm going to get it back because that's like five years of work and oh, I'd not, say hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of time yeah. and money into yeah. getting my page where it's at. So like okay, you say, like stuff awful. you wish you <laughs> learn. And obviously there's a lesson there, don't get hacked, but I know that. But the lesson for me for that has been slow down. And there yes. I was answering this thing while I was getting helping motivating, which is kind of the level my kids are at now. It's like motivating them to get ready for school. Yeah. Um, why did I need to respond to that instantly then? But, you know, I need to just take a big deep breath and just, you know, just because make decisions. Just like trying to take something else off the to-do list. Exactly. Like, do yes. Fine. Oh, I've had this message. Oh, it looks urgent. I'll deal with that now. And then I get on with the next thing. That has just made me think that I have had a similar message and I was wondering that was weird and I'll I'll send it to you later and see if it is the same one. But um, It will be. Is it from me? No. Yeah, it'll be. That's going around. So I know of at least three people who have been, the the one person who sent it to me, who I got done by, and then three people have got done by my fake account. It's, no, it's a, it's a, just a, a, a follower of ours and she messaged me this random message and it didn't 
seem right and yeah. I am thinking it's the same thing as yeah or similar because she's asking for links and stuff oh god I'm so sorry thanks so anyway that's an example a really perfect example that I've got to add to your comments on you know learning as you go and I've made some expensive mistakes let's not let's just leave that one I don't want to keep dwelling on it it's hopefully going to be sorted made some expensive mistakes as well and it's all it's all part of it isn't it but you do kick yourself you do kick yourself for a moment and then you just have to go forward yeah yeah, because you're trying to speed things along and, and just keep things going at, at, yes. at you know, one less thing to do later. And, yeah. um, and usually and these, you know, the things that don't go right are because of good intentions, because you want to grow your business, because yeah. you want to spend more time with your kids. So you're quickly getting stuff done so that you can be at this certain place. And, you know, from hearing your day, it's, you know, there's so much to fit in. And that's when mistakes can happen, isn't it? Yeah. I find the days decisions. that you say yes to too much and I'm, you know, you're, you're balancing that this, this this morning, for example, I've been in the car for maybe two hours already um, yeah. and then had a, a couple of meetings in town and then drove back and then got another one this afternoon and, and, and I know that you're not doing things as properly as you otherwise would have if you just slowed mm-hmm. down and said, oh, actually, no, I can't do, I can't meet you there in um, Huntable this morning. Yes. I can do it another day yeah um yeah and you'd be much better for it rather than rushing around yeah but it's easier said than done isn't it because you think if I get that done then I can get the other thing done next week instead of having that meeting next week and you know you you've got photos tomorrow so tomorrow's out yeah so it's (laughs) yeah yeah. so just every now and then we need a bit of a reminder to slow down and that there's only so much we can achieve and my Instagram being hacked, which is almost like half my business being taken, um, is mm. a nice reminder for me. <laughs> oh, uh, it is just not the reminder you needed. No, sure it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. But um, there's, there's always silver linings, and do you find that as well? Um, so I haven't got any big campaign launching at the moment thank goodness dedicate rural obviously we still want to keep our engagement going with with dedicate rural but luckily that's already launched if it was like launching on monday or something i would be i'd be beside myself right now like i don't think i'd be functioning i think i'd just be i don't know i don't even know how you're talking to me right now that is like a huge (laughs) it was yesterday i've just been dedicate rural like everywhere over the last couple weeks it's been so cool to see um, Thank you. The success of it all, and and how passionate everyone is um, behind it, and to be rural focused is so cool when you're a yeah. rural woman. And it, um, yeah, so I'm so glad the timing didn't hit then. Um, yeah, but I'm hoping that your the words got out there anyway. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be up and running hopefully in a, in a couple of days. Otherwise, it can take weeks. But anyway. I thought I'd get through this podcast without bringing up that negative experience that I'm experiencing now, but um, it's a learning curve. Yeah, it was just such a perfect opportunity. Yeah, Yeah. and like I was saying, of course the learning is don't get hacked, but actually the learning is yeah for me in this particular time to slow down and yeah, and um yeah, I find myself getting um that's that like psychological state where you're always on. And you're constantly, mm. and then I find if I'm struggling to sleep, I know that I've been pushing the boat too far because I'm yeah. so just like worked up. Have you had any issues? There's only with so sleeping? much your mind can handle. Yeah. Have you had yeah. any sleeping issues to do with the business or have you been fine in that department? Um, no, we did recently have a quite a major 
issue. Um, yeah. It was potentially going to cost us a lot of money as well. Um, we, and again, um, probably a similar thing. I was um, trying to <laughs> trying to do probably a couple of things at the same time. And, and uh, um, we were sending our wool internationally. We were sending it to India. Um, it was loaded on the boat um, in Napier. It was ready to go. And then we were told our paperwork was all wrong. Mm. and that potentially our wool could arrive into India um, and then have to stay on the oh, get unloaded and then be loaded on the next boat back oh. to New Zealand because the paper was wrong and and that's a huge a yeah. huge mistake and a huge cost luckily again didn't know who to ring didn't know mm. what to do um, rung around asked and I probably talked to about 20 different people that day, 20, from 20 different companies to see if they could help me and explain the story and over and over. And then it was probably about, yeah, two to three days of try, yeah, constantly trying to trying to resolve that. And oh, it's, how awful. it still hasn't landed in India. Um, I think it should be there in the next couple of days. And, and I'm told it's all good, but until it's actually uh, yeah. on the ground. You can't relax. You can't relax, yeah. Oh, it's so a it's horrible feeling, isn't it? But, yeah, it was just one of the many things. Um, better to get that paperwork checked over and over again and me to check it over and over again rather than just being like, yep, that looks good. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know at the time mistake. why you did it, you look back and you think, yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah. And also a big, a big thing is um, what I'm slowly learning is outsourcing as well. So we currently don't employ anyone other than Rosie and I, but we have outsourced a couple of things that I wish I'd done earlier yeah. because they are the professionals in that and they would mean those mistakes aren't made. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah. a freight forwarder, for example, I should have probably organised one of those a lot earlier. So than what's a freight forwarder, sorry? So they organise your shipping for you rather than I see. Me you doing it all. Doing yep, it. yep. But you yeah. know it's that's from a good place. You know, you're an entrepreneur. You've started literally from the bottom up. Like you haven't, yeah. you've... <laughs> created every single piece of your business yourself which is so amazing who inspires you probably a couple of people I think watching what my parents did and the juggle that they had in the in the life that they're being able to create and as well as as well as Sam's parents as well both similar-minded yeah the the balance that they mum would have had I don't know how many businesses she was juggling at the same time as she had um, so what did she do she grew flowers. She had a pig farm. She had. She told me the other day I didn't even know about this, and yeah. thirty years into yeah. her daughter, she yeah. had a kids' clothing company oh, wow. um, business that she started. She did for a couple of years, but I don't know why that never came up in conversation before. Yeah. But I was asking her some advice on Honest Wolf, and, and she said, "Oh, well, this is what I did." And I was like, "What? Why have you never mentioned that?" <laughs> Classic. Um, and then dad as well, like he's been a farmer and, and his businesses that he's done on the side is, is yeah, just watching those two and how they, they balance that. But have also been amazing parents and, and created this fun family life for us. It's something that inspires me and Sam to hopefully do the same for our that's family. And, and that's the end goal. Well, not the end goal, but a goal along the, the way ultimate. is to yeah. have, that, have that. So um, they would be... Um, a big inspiration for my siblings and I and I'd also say there's a lot of I feel like there's a rural community growing of all these ladies that have got these awesome ideas and these businesses getting off the ground from 
all over New Zealand. And, yeah. and I think that without social media, well, with, with social oh, media. Oh, we'll oh careful what you and, say there because I don't have social media. Oh, I'm no, joking. sorry. I'm, I'm I mean joking. talking to each other. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, it's with, true though. With, find, you know, finding out who these companies are and these people are, I've never seen, never met them in real life, but mm. we're, we're having conversations um, and helping each other out grow their businesses and, well, to a certain point, um, yeah. as in like answering things. What did you What did you do easier. about this or whatever? And what would yeah. you do? And and I think that's been cool to watch what other people are doing. Um, yeah, that's awesome. and learning from each other. Cool. And so, what are some of the other businesses that you um, that you chat with? Whistle and Pop is a big yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so Bex and I, she, um, good family friends, and um, we have um, both been trying to outsource things at about the same sort of time so we've both gone to warehousing to pack out orders for example and looking at companies to help um advertise our businesses and and yeah bex would be a big one that we go back and forth all the time yeah cool Um, and she's in the middle of the heck of valley in the south island and i'm in the middle of tarakina valley so yeah that's um, so cool so similar but you're so far away from each other so if yeah. you if you could have dinner with anyone, sorry, these questions, by the way, it's so hard to answer. I haven't given so yeah, any never, prep on what these questions are. <laughs> so I'm just like, so how well you're doing. What I, think you're about to ask. I know, who would you have dinner with? I've got no idea either, but sitting there thinking, what can I ask? And that's just an easy, obvious one. <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Okay, I never know how to answer this, but I feel like, and I'm, this is probably not the right answer because it's not someone famous. But do you um, feel like this question is like really layered? Like you're like, hold on a minute, are you psychoanalyzing my personality by, you know, finding <laughs> out <laughs> who I'm getting yeah, I think dinner? I remember getting asked in a um, marketing job interview, yeah. um, what brand would you be if you... Oh, that's um, a good one what brand would you be if you were a brand or what song would you be if you're a song? Mm. And I remember being like, that is just <laughs> who, that is a trick question. Of yeah. course, that is trying to see how you react. And I think exactly. I answered like happy by Pharrell or something. I was like, just, <laughs> <laughs> just brilliant. Um, anyway, it was all about how you reacted to the answer. I think. Yeah. But, um, the, and your the reasoning. Dinner question, the dinner question is, is probably, I'm really, as all my friends will know, I really don't know famous people and I don't know <laughs> lyrics to songs and I don't know <laughs> anything. So it, w- it won't be anyone famous, but um, it's something that I've been talking about lately, or Sam and I have been talking about it actually, and we were talking about how we've sort of reached an age where uh, we've both lost both our grandparents, or all our grandparents, and we've sort of reached an age where if they were alive now, there'd be so much I would ask them now, whereas when they were alive, I wasn't at an age and stage of my life where no. I would have, yeah, the interest that I do now. And You think, oh, they're I, just uh, old people that don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, and I just, just now, so- like, reaching an age that we are, I'm like, I wish, I mean, I've had one grand, grandfather write a book and, then, and, oh. um, and it's been awesome to read again now that I'm at an age, because he wrote it years ago and I read it when I was younger, but yeah. now I'm like, wow. And I just, yeah, having my grandparents around and asking, um, you know, having them for dinner would be yeah. awesome. And, and because they were all farmers and, and living quite remotely, I remember talking to my grandmother about where I was living and when she was alive. And, and she would tell me the the rural life that she lived. Um, 
and the experiences that she had and I couldn't even compare to the struggles that mm. they um they had and um it would just be awesome to put perspective on various things going on in the world and and in and your own personal lives as well um okay yeah a plus for your answer well it's not anyone that anyone knows so it's yeah. not um, that's so good I love it <laughs> Um, what advice do you have for um, for others juggling business and family life or work and family life? I definitely feel like I'm the one trying to seek that advice. Um, I know exactly so I don't what know you if mean. Hand it out, um, but I definitely think what you've learned um, stuff along the way, though you you know you're yeah. you're learned further along ahead. The in, way. Um, yeah. A couple of things that I'm trying to do is separate as much as I can. Um, yeah, as you said before, like you don't make mistakes, but also just I don't know the reasons why you're why you're doing it is that so you can live that balanced life of home life and family life and friends and and so try to only work yeah um when you put boundaries in place of when you can work yeah. and when you can't yeah. yeah and and make sure I say yes to things um you know to do with the children or you know and just or social life or whatever yeah about yeah. yeah and social life and and the balance where you can and and um also something that I definitely have brought back into um, life this year because as we said before it was a big part of my life and has always been a big part of my life was exercise how that changes my whole work perspective Mm. and I'm a better mum and and I think I found hard moving to the farm and not having a gym close yeah and not having you know the community you know the people around you to say let's go to the gym or you know yeah. friends to say let's go for a walk it had to be all yourself and so having dedicate and um, being able to do exercise like and, and having a program to follow especially like as a role when you like following a program yeah. um, has been another thing as well it's good for the good for the head <laughs> yeah another a plus answer sophie <laughs> <laughs> good if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? There's not too many to go, by the way. Um, anywhere in the world? Breda? Or I don't Bradley? really know. I don't know. You can just answer it. <laughs> you think best. It's um, a very good question, though. Oh, well, I feel like, you, so that's excluding where we currently yeah, live, yeah, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I, oh, I just love Wanaka. It's where my family are. It's beautiful. Um that is probably a dumb answer as well because you're like, oh, New Zealand. But no, I mean, no, no, no. New Zealand's one of the best. You can um, beat being around your family and, and Wanaka is mm. beautiful scenery, beautiful country. And yeah, Lots to do. Traveled, traveled the world with Sam and um, yeah, we saw some incredible places um, in Europe and Africa, especially. And then you come back home and you realize how lucky you are to be back yeah. here. But yeah, definitely. Um, when I say I want to live there, um, that'd be amazing, but definitely want to go traveling again um, at some stage. Yeah, so that was so, one of my other questions. Where would your next, where would you go overseas? Where would your next place be? Where do you want to go? Uh, we actually really want to go to India. Um, yes, you would. We, yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've, I don't know how similar they are. I've never been to India, but we had, um, we traveled around Africa for a couple of months, intense, yeah. <laughs> um, and did like safari style Africa. And, and it was just so, like, I loved Europe. I loved the UK, you know, but I just felt like experiencing Africa was just, just a completely like a, different way of life. Yeah, and, completely different. And then it? so uh, for us to go to India, I imagine it's a similar experience. Mm. And 
obviously we want to go there for business work reasons and, and meet our manufacturers and agents, which yeah. we obviously plan to do before COVID. So hopefully yeah. that's in the pipeline soon. But, um, but yeah, definitely keen to go there. Two more. So what is your favourite? I should have asked this before when you're actually talking about it, but I've got my wee list here. What is your favourite dedicate workout? Probably or have you only Ignite. done the Ignite? Awesome. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say yeah. you're not alone there with that answer. Am um, I not? No. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, yeah. yeah, And I, but I do like the pregnancy workouts at the moment. Awesome. Um, Great. And the mix um, is is cool. I, I go between I go between them at the moment, um, awesome. depending on how I'm feeling, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And any, what's the new and exciting things coming up, either in your life or with Honest Wolf? Um, well, yeah, so having a baby soon. So oh, yes. exciting. <laughs> Sorry, that's pretty damn obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you probably can't see it in the camera though. But no, I can't, a, exactly, I can't see. Big bump there. <laughs> um, and yeah, so pretty getting things sort of that going to start painting a bedroom and getting things ready for that yeah. Um, but yeah work-wise um we've actually just um yeah going to change things up again this year for from our warehousing in Auckland we um just I probably can't say just yet because we haven't signed the paperwork but got a got some exciting things um happening locally in that um oh wow Thing. so that's good so you can have more yeah. like you can go down and visit the warehouse and yeah yeah that, that'd be um, good hang close yeah by. we're still trying to figure it out um mm. about what that will actually look like but yeah can't we although it's been awesome to have things in Auckland um we do feel a sense of um we do miss being part of mm-hmm. that process and bringing it closer to us although we you know we may not be doing it ourselves closer to us and employing okay. local people is something that we want to bring back um, awesome that's very cool trying to figure out how that will work at the moment but yeah oh well done yeah. it's so amazing and well done on everything you've achieved so far it's always looks amazing and you know I I have your products I have lots of friends have, have your products and they're beautiful and it's super inspiring to um yeah hear that journey and because you see, you know, you see it and you forget that, you know, there's been challenges to get to where you've got so far <laughs> and also to achieve what you have already in such a short, short space of time is um, amazing. So massive congrats. Oh, thank you. No, it's been fun. And thanks for having me. It's been nice chatting. Yeah, you too. Thanks for fitting us in today. Hopefully it didn't muck up your day too much. No, no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. And we'll uh, talk soon. And thanks so much for your support of Dedicate Rural as well. No, it's cool. I'm so glad we signed up. Um, so thank you for that. And um, yeah, that's cool. Fingers crossed. Um, my Instagram will be back up and running for your takeover on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's next week. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> okay. It better yeah. be. If it's not by next week, oh, my gosh. You'll have anyway, it sorted. I will. Thank you. I'm so glad you've got a cousin that works there. Yes. <laughs> All right, thanks, Soph. Have an awesome day and thanks again for your time. Yeah, no, cool. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Dedicate podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. I feel so lucky being able to share others' stories and everyone is so forthcoming. Every single person has a story, has achievements and challenges, and I love hearing about them. I hope you do too. 
If you enjoyed that episode, check out other episodes with inspiring rural women. From this season, Pip Cameron, my journey to becoming an author and influencer. And from season two, Hayley Rind, an accidental business and life after burnout. And if you missed last week's episode, do have a listen. We've had so much amazing feedback. It's with Helen Cole and it's called My Anxiety and the Stigma Associated with Antidepressants. Dedicate is the online health and fitness community and app for real and rural women, mums and those who love a down-to-earth approach to fitness. Everyone is welcome. At Dedicate, we focus on fitness, strength, nutrition, a positive mindset and how we feel. It's not about fad diets and short-term weight loss and we don't get hung up on comparing ourselves to others. Dedicate workouts are short and effective so you can easily fit them into your schedule at home or anywhere at any time. Our down-to-earth trainers, including myself, are on this journey with you and will encourage you to do your best and never give up. Join our Trans-Tasman community with your seven-day free trial at kateivyfitness.com. See you there.